You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather around, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Hello. Hello, Sean. Good morning. Hey, Sean, I noticed the other day you you posted a a tweet uh, about guys that you might like better in this rookie class than, than the general public might. Yeah. And one of those guys was Deion Jackson. Yeah, who we didn't actually talk about, but uh, he's a guy that I that I I really liked his film, and his pro day was way better than I expected. And we might talk about him. We've got this diamonds in the rough uh, episode that we're knocking around. Knocking around, yeah. Um, but the reason I bring that up, there's something cool kind of happened, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Deion ja- cool. Deion Jackson actually liked your tweet about him. He did, and I didn't tag him on it, which means he's probably actually, you know. Googling or, or looking, searching Twitter for his name is my guess because <laughs> well, I didn't. Ta- I don't tag yeah. athletes yeah. because uh, I don't know. To me, that seems like a little sniffery. Yeah, so this is a little, little. We know somebody who 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 would do that. <laughs> we don't want to be that guy. Right. Um. But the but immediately made me think because the other half of that tweet was players. That, so the the thing with Garrett Price from from Dynasty Nerds basically had said. Players I like more than you, more or less, and 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 he listed some players, and I, I really thought it was an interesting idea because you don't know what people really think, but you're really kind of putting out there what what you think, you know, what relative to everybody else. So I stole the idea, <laughs> and and then the uh, um and I included him and 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 Cade Johnson and some some of these again. We're, we'll talk about some of these guys later, and uh, but I also included players that I probably like less than you. So my immediate reaction was actually, oh, crap. <laughs> Somebody's going <laughs> to like, Damn, yeah, yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown is probably going to be like, <laughs> he's going to block me. Or, hey. or like, what? <laughs> yeah, you know, like he could be awesome. But, you know, maybe I don't, I just don't see it, right? But but, uh, but I definitely I, I definitely saw the flip side immediately and it decided I wasn't going to f- full name tag athletes if i was saying sure. something I, i'll use their first or last name but if, I, if i'm going to say something positive you know I don't, i'll use a full name i'm not gonna i'm still not gonna i'm still not gonna tag them you didn't delete your tweet or anything no, it's no. Not, no. i just i it made me think i don't want you know i'm not in this to hurt anybody's feelings you know right except for mine well that's okay <laughs> sometimes have... it needs to be done <laughs> well sometimes it does need to be done got to be getting knocked down a few notches every once in a while uh, we have an episode on rookie tight ends today. We'll be talking. We have nine names. Uh, probably not going to spend a ton of time on most of them, or at least some of them. But uh, starting off, it always the, ends up being more than we think. Yes, we we <laughs> we like to talk. Uh, we're going to start off with the consensus number one. It's not even in question. Kyle Pitts out of Florida. He's twenty years old, six foot six, two hundred forty-five pounds. Metrics are all. Pretty amazing. Like elite. Yeah, just, uh, 
I think we both feel like I've heard from a lot of analysts that this is the best tight end we've seen probably ever, at least in a real long time. I cannot think of, I mean, we're getting to the conclusion here, but I'll just say I can't think of a a tight end prospect, at least from a fantasy perspective that I've ever been this excited about. Right. And I don't think we needed to give a spoiler alert on that one. This, this guy's pretty... Pretty well known out there as, as being the tight end this year. So, Sean, uh, you know, just is there anything we can add to this conversation? Why, why he's special? What what people can look for if they want to watch their own film? Okay, so, um, well, hopefully they're listening to me so they don't have to watch all the film. Well, I mean, that's true. They should, I still recommend it, but... They, um, you, do, you do a lot of the work for them if... Uh, yeah. Um, if they want it. But here's the thing. There's a, all you need to know about him is is an open question that he might actually just play a wide receiver, right? You're, you're that good of a tight end, uh, that good of a receiving threat that you you could play wide receiver at that size. And he does line up all over. He anyway. lines up all over. So like, and his blocking, it's not like he's some kind of tremendous blocker. It's it, I would say it's. Un, I mean, you're not, <clears throat> he's not getting paid to to block, right? But, but that's. He whether he's categorized as a tight end, he is basically playing a wide receiver. Um, he can like he can outrun DBs. Yeah, he can do it all. He's got double moves. Like, he's he's yeah. it's so <clears throat> he's basically the same um, size as Darren Waller. Um, he was also the same size as Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, Benjamin ran a four six one forty. Uh, Waller ran a four four five. He he ran a four four four, which yeah, Pitts runs a four four four. Yeah, yeah, which um is the fastest tight end time I've seen since uh, Vernon Vernon Davis. I think we mm-hmm. ran a four three nine or four three eight something like that. Um, but he's very similar to those guys. Um, and uh, you know I. I just think that there's um, um, he's just he's he's going to be able to basically win across every aspect of of being a, a receiving tight end. He makes cuts. He's six 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 two forty five, right? Mm-hmm. Huge person. He yep. makes cuts like a little slot receiver. Yeah, like, it's like he can get his body turned and moving in a different direction. Honestly, reminds me of, of Calvin Johnson in a lot of ways. Like he just. He can do things that um, that you just don't see people that size being able to do, and um, and so I like, you know, the question really is about how high you draft him. I mean, I don't yeah, think that is really. The I don't know. There's I haven't seen a single person pan him as a prospect. Um, I've seen people pan Chase. I've seen people pan Trevor Lawrence. Me being one of them, I don't really pan him. I just like other guys better, but. Yeah. Um, so all the guys at the top positions, at you know uh, Harris and Etienne, and I mean all these guys have will have somebody out there saying something negative. Nobody has anything negative to say about Kyle Pitts, right? And it's because it just I, he, people throw around the word generational prospect like way too often, right? Like right. Chase is not a generational prospect at wide receiver. No, even if you love him. Even if you think he's easily the best receiver in the class, there's nothing. Gener- there's going to be another guy within the next three years that that's every bit as good as Chase. Uh, this guy does fit that category. So, um, what's the risk in taking him? I, I don't care about the blocking. 
it's just he's never gonna I mean if he if he blocks somebody that's a bonus for an NFL team. Yeah. I actually don't even really care about the rest of his categories as a wide receiver because as a wide receiver he probably is the best wide receiver in the class or close. If he's if he was a wide receiver, right. I would probably still take him first. Um he had a bad concussion and I've gone on here before and talked about how that make, concussions make me nervous. Football players get concussions. That's the thing. Um, but they do make me nervous um, more or less because it can end a career real fast. I, I just don't think that it's really predictable. So that's that for me is the w- warning. You know, the only other thing, if you think about the top tight ends right now, like Kelsey, Kittle, <laughs> yeah. you know, they were not the the highly touted tight end coming into the draft. Does no. that scare you at all? No, I mean, so here's the thing. So I did a whole thing on value here. So if you look at last year's top five tight ends, it was Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey, who are third-round picks, Logan Thomas, who's a fourth-round pick. As a quarterback. Right. George Kittle, who was a fifth-round pick. Uh, Darren Waller, who was a sixth-round pick as a wide receiver. And Robert Tunyon, who was undrafted. Right. So, like, n- none of these tight ends that have been drafted in recent years in the first round have been anything. And then if you look at the first-round picks, there's some guys you like, but the guys who've been taken with, like, I would say top 15 draft capital are TJ Hawkinson. Who but, looks pretty good. Yeah. He's coming along. Eight. Eric Ebron in 2014. He was taken 10th. Um Never had the hands to play. Vernon Davis, we talked about, who had he had a couple of good, pretty good years, but he injuries wasn't injuries with him. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't generational. Kellen Winslow also injuries. Uh, Jeremy Shockey, eh, he's okay. He had, he had, again a couple of good years. Yep. And it's like Bubba Franks, Tony Gonzalez, who is elite, right? right? And then then we get to like Ricky Dudley and Cal Brady. That's me going back as far as I've been playing fantasy football. Cal okay. Brady was nineteen ninety five. So there's one name in that list. That was a top prospect. A generational type player. Yeah. Tony G. Yeah. Um I just if you if you if you make all of your decisions based upon things that happened in the past that don't really have anything to do with this particular player, I think you end up I think you end up making poor decisions. I think you have to look at evaluate the player. You know, people who talked about Justin Fields as a as a Ohio State quarterback, I, I, that doesn't I don't know what Dwayne Haskins has to do with with right. It just doesn't has nothing to do with it. So, so I guess that's my way of saying, you know, when you have it a, a shot at you know, um, like this elite, elite, elite thing. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think you you have to be bold. The question for me is actually is is a matter of is a is a value weighing thing. If you're sitting there and you can take it's like how much value you're going to get out of a tight end. If that tight end is the best of the tight ends, he's probably not going to score as many points for you than as um you know the uh elite wide receiver that you could get. But he's playing a position. If he outperforms the other players at his position, by a lot, that's really valuable. Yeah. And I think I just think that that's for me where I think he's going to to add a lot of value, especially if you're like in a tight end premium league. But even without that, it's a lot of it is is are you what's the gap between you and the next guy? And I just I 
don't see how Kyle Pitts is not the top tight end in the league for years to come. Yeah, and and I heard a rumor that he throws a perfect pot too. Like you know, <laughs> you're talking, you talking about like just, like making what's what's yeah when when you throw clay, clay on yeah. the on the spinning wheel, it's really yeah. hard to get the the pots like right because you have to get that clay centered perfectly, and he can even do that. So, Are you serious? No, I'm not serious. Oh. I'm just making that up. <laughs> but he I just, thought, like I thought it could be like you know like one of those things about the, the t- little known fact oh, about sure. him is that. No, he, I just he likes was, pottery. You know, it's like there's uh, he does everything well. So I was like, he what, does. What's something else that's not football related that's really hard? So, uh, so that's the, my attempt at humor. Right. So, <laughs> well, you got me to giggle a little okay. bit. So here's so I basically look at him like a Ferrari, right? Like you don't need a Ferrari. No one needs a Ferrari. It's a luxury. Mm-hmm. But kind of, you know, everybody kind of wants a Ferrari. Sure. <laughs> and and if and if it gets you from point A to point B faster, like I I. I would take him in any league that has some kind of if there's any kind of bump for tight ends, I would I would take him one one. I I would take him ahead of in a superflex tight end premium league, I would take him over all the quarterbacks. Wow. Yep. Because I just think that he's that unique. I think he's that unique. I could be wrong. How about I I was gonna ask you this, so I'm glad you went there. How about the one quarterback, you know, maybe half PPR, not no tight end premium? I know. I know you haven't done the rankings, but yeah. I what mean, are you thinking there. I, I I do. I just I see this as a unique opportunity. It's that gap. It's that gap between what he can do and what everybody else can do. I mean, there is the the risk is that is that he's more like Evan Ingram, right? Also, right. I mean, that's the down. The downside is that he's more like Evan Ingram, and um. I just think he's much better than Evan Ingram, but you know, we're we're taking a guess here a little bit. Um, so I would, uh, but I would still take him quite highly. I mean, would I would I in a one quarterback league? Would I? I guess that's. I guess if I'd put him ahead of quarterbacks in a superflex league, to me that seems, it's the it's the lack of tight end premium. So if it's, I just boy, you know, I just think you can get. A, I think you can get a chase. You can get those things, and I think I think this is kind of special. All right. So that's I'm 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 all in on pits. I would I I'm weighing right now whether I'd take him one one in a regular league. And yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm starting to do my rankings, and I'm I think I have him at number three right now. <laughs> it's 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 unnervingly high. Like I've yeah. taken tight ends in the first round, um, but. And and ultimately, you know, I took Shockey at the end of the first round once, uh, and yeah, he was he was a good value, but it wasn't like a big difference maker. That ultimately ended up like if he ends up being a, a good tight end, then it's a waste. Right. He has to be the second coming. And drafting at a ceiling is not a good idea. That that's that's I just my eyes tell me that that he's that good. And that's that's where I leave it. All right, on to Pat Fryermuth, twenty-two uh, year old out of Penn State, six foot five inches tall, two hundred fifty-one pounds. I've seen a lot of different forty times for him, Sean. I don't know if you have a solid one. I've seen everything from four point seven two to four point nine five. Nothing that he he didn't do anything as pro day, so I don't know what. Like sometimes, like if you you you'll find we'll get into this later, but some of these pro t- or these forty times are like. 
some camp that they went to in high school sure. or it, it's it's it, it's just not anything reliable on Sharmuth. Sure. But he so, you know, being in that 4-7-ish range, that's kind of common for for tight end. He's yeah, he's fine. nothing special speed-wise. Yeah. Um I mean, he can get downfield. I I see him get downfield from time to time. But not. He doesn't look especially fast. No. I mean, for me, like he just looks like a classic tight end. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. L- lunch pail guy is what, well, is what I said. He is kind of a move tight end though. He'll line up in different spots on the field. He can, but I think that's literally... No, I don't mean classic, like, 1970s tight end. <laughs> I guess that's probably what that means. I just mean that that uh, I, I think that he is going to um, do a lot more blocking than a lot of other guys in the NFL. Because he can. I think he's easily the best blocker in the class. Um, but I know what you mean by the lunch pail guy. Like, my notes on him are like, he has good releases. Yep. Uh, like... He's a pretty good route runner, you know, like I just I just wasn't I, I expected to really kind of be blown away by his film and I wasn't. Um the things that made him good I thought were real subtle. I thought he's got kind of sneak very quick feet and you know, he and I think he has got very good hands. Um he can split out wide and run routes like a wide receiver. But I think it's his feet that gets him the separation. I don't, um, at least like in short areas, like I think he, he, he is going to do well in kind of like one, one move catch the ball kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, he's not. He doesn't have deep speed. Whether it's four seven or four nine or whatever it is, he can get caught from behind. Um, and I thought that he, uh, uh, that he's. I think he's going to do. I'm not sure how well he's going to do against man coverage. He, I, I saw a lot of film of him finding spots in zone coverage and and really kind of excelling there. Yeah, and I I also saw him on contested catches. I called him kind of a fifty fifty guy. Like you, I wasn't. You can't always be confident that he's going to come down with a ball if he's got a defender on him. Right. Is is not he's not Kyle Pitts. You know right. who I think. Yeah, and it. So he's got this nickname, Baby Gronk, which yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Is that if you're like a decent receiving white guy, is that what just what people do? It, to me, he's a little bit more of a Kyle Rudolph. Um, maybe more a little more athletic than Rudolph, but like Rudolph's got like really nice hands, and, and he's is kind of a lunch pail tight end. Kind of a lunch pail tight end. Yeah. Like he he can, uh, he'll he will excel in 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 finding spots and zones and settling down, but he's not really just going to, he's not like bursty where he's going to just destroy somebody in, in, in man coverage. Right. Um, I, I'd never think of Rudolph as like a real physical guy. So I, I will say like Farmouth to me seems like he's got a little more shocky in him. Yeah. He's a good blocker. I don't know if you mentioned that. Yeah. But no, I think he's a really good, I think he's the best blocker in the class, yeah. but oh, like, yeah. you know, we don't get points for blocks. So it gets you on the field. Gets you on the field. That's gets it. you on the field. Um, but uh, I, I just, I, I didn't see the mean streak that I saw with Shockey. I mean, part of the reason why I would like Shockey back in the day is because he wasn't just physical, but he had like a little mean streak to him. And mm-hmm. that mean streak continued in the NFL. He would just destroy people. Um, and I don't see that. I see more like um, 
Firemuth as being more of a fighter, a guy who's going to fight for extra yards, you know, but I, I just didn't see him just destroying people because he could. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I think, I think he's going to be old, reliable tight end for like a decade. Like, like, you know, um, I, I just, I think I, to me, that's Kyle Rudolph. That's like, he's not necessarily going to be a top five tight end ever. But but probably hang around tight end ten or eleven or something like right. that. So for in, a long like this, time. In, but like in the so like in the salary cap or franchise league, the problem is is like that guy is going to be surpassed by kind of like the more athletic, ex- exciting player um, year in and year out. He's just going to be that guy, and you're giving him a contract and whatnot. So I don't, I'm not terribly excited about Firemuth in this format of a league. If I was looking for a guy that I could keep for you know his entire career they maybe i think he'll have a nice long career i just don't ever ever see him being in that top half top five top six tight end consistently i don't i don't see him that way so a really good dynasty prospect not so great for salary cap yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking i don't know what do you think yeah i agree i think that's because of that like he's in Dynasty, you've got your number one tight end wrapped up for the next decade if you want to you know, yeah. hover in that 10, 11 tight end range. But, yeah, you, you'll end up paying him more than you want to in a salary cap league to hang on to him. I think you'd be excited to have this guy as your number two tight end. I, I just, yeah, I mean, do I want the investment of, you know, so – it to me like you know you could take him in like the third round uh, of like a one quarterback league. I wouldn't take him in the second round. No, that's me. I am not going to argue with you. I think uh, <laughs> I think you make make a good point there. Next tight end up is Brevin Jordan. He's out of Miami. He'll be twenty one when the season starts. Six foot three, two hundred forty five pounds. Played for uh, for three years at Miami. Yeah, and and his uh, his numbers there were, were pretty good. Um, I, uh, I he to me is the kind of the, I'm way more interested in him than Firemuth, and maybe uh, maybe that's just me. Um, I don't really see him as a tight end. I didn't really he to me he just seemed like a giant slot receiver. Like um, I felt like he basically played slot wide receiver uh, in Miami and. Uh, the things that he did well, um, I think he catches the ball. When he does catch the ball, we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, he he gets upfield right away. Uh, I was surprised that his like his burst score was like 50th percentile basically because to me like I thought his burst looked amazing. Like he'd huh. catch the ball and he'd immediately go on. And um, I see him as an athletic guy. Um, I don't know that the I saw the burst like the burst didn't surprise me. Okay, the burst score you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think there's some things you and I are going to disagree about him. Um, but I, I I just saw him as a guy who was going to get a lot of yards after the catch. Like I don't think and he's he, a he, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. But he's a fighter when he's got he fights for yardage when he's got the ball in his hands. He does. Yeah. But I also think the other thing that he does that I really haven't seen any tight end do is he he would just straight up juke people. He, like, I've not seen tight ends like, like literally make somebody just grasp air, and he has that capability. So, um, Assel, I thought his routes were really good um, for a tight end. I thought they were better than a lot of wide receivers. The the I'm much 
I, I comp him almost more like a Juju Smith-Schuster, mm-hmm. like a guy who can excel in the middle of the field, um, is not not really going to beat you deep, and his speed is okay. It's not it's not special. Um, the problem is is Juju has got nice hands. <laughs> Brevin Jordan uh, is his is very inconsistent. He doesn't seem to like to catch the ball with his hands. <laughs> Everything I saw was like a get in my catch. get in my belly <laughs> it was everything like even when it was just there for him to pluck it out of the air he would seem to try to find a way to 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 get to a body catch and then when he did do hand catches there's just a lot of like double clutches you know like you know and he's athletic enough to kind of make that second catch too but you're making the job twice as hard when you do that we've got it yeah we won't get there but but <laughs> um i i, I do think He's not the way his frame is, so he's not big. He's like the same size as kind of like Evan Ingram, Johnu Smith, Jordan Reed, Irv Smith. These are the guys that are six two, six three tight ends, and uh, you know they're, they're not they're not winning downfield. They're and and they're not winning with uh, um, high pointing balls. So if you're looking at somebody to win jump balls in the end zone, like he's not going to be that guy, but. Uh, but if he can produce like a, a wide receiver in the slot, I think you can be real productive with that. He just has to. If he fails, it's going to be because of his hands. Like I just, you if you are a body catcher and you're getting hit in the NFL, maybe you weren't getting hit in college. Like some of those balls are going to pop loose, and I think that that's going to be really frustrating for a coach. Yeah. If he if he can basically get in the right offense. And and just get a bunch of bubble screens. I think he's just going to have. I think he's going to have a high volume, and um, and you can get a lot of uh, a lot of yardage on on yak. So I I I that's where I see him him being successful. Okay, I think you like him maybe a little better than I do. Um, I see I, I see an opportunity for kind of a unique player. Yeah, just don't, he I don't does think line up all over. And there's nobody there's there's just not a player like that in the NFL right now. So you have to project. It's a little bit like Rondale Moore. There's not another Rondale Moore. Like can but can that win in the NFL? I think if you comp him to tight ends, you're you're gonna be disappointed. If you comp him to slot receivers, I think big slot receivers, I think that's what you got. Sure. I do I wonder if he's injury prone. I noticed that he only played eight or nine games his entire college career and now that i'm staring at the doc i meant to go back and look that up but well offhand, each year eight or nine games yeah <laughs> total 27 or 26 games yeah yeah but i mean you know usually a college I, season is um, no i know I, 13 yeah games, i don't so i don't know i don't looks know like he's missing some he is, I don't, who knows what this year um he, he had ankle and foot injuries i i did look that up like he missed some games but i don't think that was this year maybe it was but anyway i wonder if he he might have some injury he might proneness he might, but I mean, this year at least he he was averaging about eighty yards a game. I mean, that's pretty pretty productive. His... He he sees a lot. Of, I mean, his stats were definitely going in the right direction. He was up to I think um, thirteen point nine percent in target share. Right. Uh, this year had the most TDs in his career. This year was seven. So, I mean, he's he's, he's averaging trending. yeah, like almost a, t- a touchdown uh, a week uh, this this year. Um, his advanced metrics are, are really good. I think he's 99th percentile breakout age. His dominator was really good. So like, I, I just, 
it's just a different player. Like you, you just, you, I, I just don't see him like anybody else that's currently playing. But I, I, I actually like him. I think he's a guy that has a chance at being a top level tight end. All right. Well, we'll see. I, I, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm betting on it, but I'm saying <laughs> I, I would take him ahead of Pat Firemuth. I'd take him ahead of him because I see a higher, a higher ceiling. ceiling. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fair. I don't. S- I don't see much special with him personally. <laughs> okay. So I think I probably would take Fryermuth over him, but okay. But I do. But I definitely do see your point. He's more athletic. He has a higher ceiling. I just think that the stuff you saw out of Pitts, where he was actually could could kind of um, juke people and whatnot. I, I I saw that plus with Jordan, and and that to me is is kind of special. You don't. I mean, it's not the most important feature. I think that somebody can have a receiver can have, but it's nice. It's it it's, it demonstrates athleticism that other people none of, none of these other guys we're going to talk about have that. Should we talk about some of these other guys? Fair enough. Yes. Let's <laughs> go on to Hunter Long out of Boston College. He's twenty one years old, six foot five, two hundred fifty four pounds. What do you think, Sean? Well. So, uh, I didn't, I saw that he, he, his speed, uh, was, he ran a four, seven, one. I heard that he ran a four, five, eight in high school, which means he's slowed down. <laughs> always a good sign. It's always a good sign. <laughs> he's probably bulked up too, yeah, but like he's heavier, I'm sure than he was in high school. <laughs> um, but I just, I, I saw him as kind of slow to accelerate. So we talked about guys that, you know, like Reverend Jordan to me seemed very sudden off the line and, and he is the opposite to me. He seems like he's, he, it takes a while to get, to get going. Um, and, uh, and then when he got going, um, I thought he had really mediocre hands. Um, and I didn't think any move that he had was sudden. I thought everything just seemed kind of laborious. Sure. And I, I agree with you on the hands. I saw a couple of pretty bad like drops. Bad drops. Yeah. And so I just ended up looking like, so he's a big, tall guy. He's running around dropping balls whenever he got hit. <laughs> like, what are you going to do with that? Like, I just don't think there's anything to work with. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know what his draft stock is going to be. It looks like maybe day three, but like, I, I, I am out completely like he's somewhere in the 70s for me in terms of where I have him ranked. Sure. He may be my lowest rated tight end. Okay. Well, I I like him better than you, but I don't love him. <laughs> uh, he's another deep guy. Leagues, deep leagues? You take a shot on him, deep leagues? Tell me I what think, you like about him. Well, here's my – I'll jump to the end. I think he's probably a streamer tight end. Okay. But here's why I think he might be streamable. Um that he does line up all over the field. He's there. If a team wants him on the field, he's probably going to get some shots because he'll be lining up. Well, I, I think they just gave him huge volume at Boston College. I just don't know an, an NFL team is going to be like, oh, this is the guy we're going to structure our offense around because he's very mediocre. But like, I just felt like they were doing it because maybe they didn't have didn't anybody have else. Anything else, yeah. I, he has used downfield, which I liked, and I do see him as a really good blocker. Um, so I think he will see playing time. So that's why I see him as maybe a streamer. Yeah. Now the things Gets on you, the field. 
he gets on the field and and he will get downfield i think from time to time the thing that um like what you said is is true he looked slow stiff to me his routes are not great he never really has separation if if he's in man coverage he doesn't win contested catches if he is uh, you sound like who's that guy that i i did last year or last week it's a shy smith that i was oh yeah just like <laughs> i don't like anything about no i like a couple things about hunter long but and and then if he does make a catch he's not elusive afterwards so right. he's I, just, I, I had a hard time figuring out why he was getting so much volume because he was getting some volume yeah well and um I did make a note that the the Notre Dame Notre Dame quarterback Phil Jerkovic Jerkovic I think is how you say it Jerkovic 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 anyway I thought he looked pretty bad last year so that might have helped make Hunter le- uh, look less impressive but the, wait, no, you mean BC you mean oh he did he transfer from Notre Dame he transferred sorry okay. yes it was a Notre Dame transfer so Got it. um maybe transfer for a reason. Yeah, well, maybe. Uh, so anyway, yeah, bottom line, st- streaming tight end at best. He'll probably catch some long touchdowns in the NFL. So, you know, he's one of those guys you throw in when you have a bye. And, desperate. Yeah, and yeah. hope you get a touchdown out of him. All right, best, on, best name in the tight ends, Tommy Tremble. Well, we have a we have a pretty deep tight end class when in it comes to names. good names. Yeah, yeah we, I, we've got another good one coming up I think here I a said later. earlier in the year that he was the one from a kid's book. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy Tremble. You can see him, yeah, like in like a nursery rhyme or something. Uh, Tommy Tremble is 21 years old. He went to Notre Dame, that vaunted tight end school. It is six foot three, 241 pounds. Um, yeah, did you? I know you like his name. Did you end up liking him as a tight end, Sean? Uh, he's the bargain basement Brevin Jordan. Mm. <clears throat> but I mean bargain basement. Like, you know, you're, this is Filene's basement. You see some of that same athleticism? Yeah, but I mean like an undersized guy. Um, <clears throat> I thought he looked athletic and really fast. Well. For a tight end. I mean, it's not going to win a race against. I think he is. I don't think that that's, I don't think that's wrong. Um, I just, um, I, I just didn't see. You know, the production wasn't there. He never broke out. Um, he had 35 receptions in 19 games. <laughs> so he did not break out. <laughs> he did not break out. Um, yes. And uh, last year he had zero touchdowns in 10 games. So where's he going to win? I don't know. I That's why I used Brevin Jordan and we talked about athleticism. I think being a decent athlete helps, but he also, I think he just, to me, he looks small. Um, my comment is his arms may be short, <clears throat> but they sure are skinny, <laughs> which is something you, <clears throat> you like to say. Yes, um, not about arms. Not about but... arms, but yeah. Um, his arms are 13th percentile. I, he's not going to be able to block anybody in the NFL. So he's re- not a blocker. No, you know, he's not a blocker. So the reason why you'd like him, he's young. Like he, he's a sophomore coming out, redshirt sophomore, and most people think he came out too soon. So I think about that in terms of a franchise league, and I think, you know, he's a guy that's gonna. If he does develop, it's gonna take a while, and you're just really rolling the dice on drafting an athlete. And um, if I've got to do like. If I if I'm in a franchise league that's got like your 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 developmental squad is like 
three years, you can stash a guy in three years where you have to think about giving him a contract, then then I've got more interest because I think then you're betting on an athlete. But Which that's something you want to do with tight ends generally because they generally take longer yeah. to get there anyway. I, I, I so you want that, an athletic guy. I think that that – I think that's true. So do I have more interest in him than like Hunter Long? Yes, hmm. I do. I, I do, but barely. Okay. See, I, I have a lot more interest in I, him. Okay. And and it's because you just see the athleticism. I see. Well, so beyond just the general, I think he looks the part. He looks athletic. I also see really good routes with him. He gets open. I see a guy with good body control, and he makes contested catches regularly. He's got good hands. You love him. I really Do you like, like him more him. than Brevin Jordan? Mm, well, well, <laughs> it's harder for, for where you would need to draft them. I would yes. say yes. I, I see him as a guy with a with a. So high he ceiling. is a bargain basement Brevin Jordan. Maybe like I, he's the guy. You, if you if you if you don't want to spend the capital on Brevin Jordan, you can probably get this guy a couple rounds later. You probably can get him in the fifth round or something like that, and you might get the same player if yeah. you're willing to wait. Yeah. So yeah, he's not a guy I'd take high, but I do I do like his upside. I like his ceiling. I I, I mean I th- that's a, I think that's a good case. I think you're making a good case for him. But I I wouldn't in a three or even four round rookie draft. I could not imagine taking him. But you're making a case for why he should be rated ahead of some of these other guys we're we're talking about. All right. But I do like some of these guys we're talking about quite a bit. So okay. it's going to be hard for me. Should we get to him? <laughs> All right. Should, you we, should about- we move on? Should we do Noah? Noah Gray out of Duke, 22-year-old, six foot three, 240 pounds. Um, is this one of the guys, Sean? Is this... No, this is not I... a guy that I like. Okay. <laughs> this, I, I... this is the guy that you and I compared notes on. We're like, did we actually watch the same player? Yeah. I w- After I took my notes, I peeked at yours, and, and that pre- was literally the question I had. Like, wow, I'm not sure I had the right guy here. Like, we, we usually disagree occasionally or agree occasionally but we seem to have the same like it's about how we weigh things out right like we don't disagree on what we saw with tommy tremble we just weigh it out a little differently right Right. i feel like you and i did not watch the same player (laughs) i know i did i I, like double checked (laughs) should should we should we go through our differences here yeah let's okay so i i thought he was quick and had nice burst I, i said no burst and not fast okay well i did say very fast for a tight end Okay. Uh, I will say, however, I said looks. Pl- I went so far as to say looks plotting. Now he did an NFL scout did time him at four five five in the forty. So I will say I think I trust my eyes on that one. But that's fair. I mean, I do take my notes. I try to take notes without looking at the numbers just to to get an impression from film. Right. So the the forty time does not back up my yeah, my it, impression. It, yeah, and and that is. But you uh, can have a fast 40 guy that yeah. looks slow on the football field. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, let's see here. As a blocker, um, I said, uh, well, some negatives. I said he had tiny twig-like arms. Oh, it's not very long, but sure is skinny again. Yeah, I, don't, I, sure no, I wasn't skinny. commenting on how, how long they were. They just seemed really... Like he, he's gonna have to spend a lot of time in the weight room. They're brittle, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so as a result, I saw no push on his blocks at all. And I, I took a note that he's a really good blocker. Right. This is what I'm saying, and, <laughs> and I know at least you and I watched at least some of the same games because, um, I, I know I watched the Notre Dame game, and I know you did too. So, 
my comment on, with the blocks is like, why is he even on the football field? Because he's literally contributing nothing. <laughs> um, and I said he has decent hands, so he must have been getting some some uh, action. Right. As a positive for you, or as a negative for me, I thought he only had so-so hands, which I guess, you know, I guess what is decent versus so-so? Yeah, decent. You have maybe. it as a positive, and I have it as a negative, and I think that that is what it is. Decent is one level up from so-so, I think, <laughs> on the scale. Okay. okay. Is, are, they clo- are they next to each other? Yeah, but like decent is up in the green area yeah, of the yeah, spectrum, yeah. and so so is kind of the first one in the red section. What's the, yeah, or yeah. the yellow section or something. Yeah, right. We're making this up as we go. We we, actually, we should we should have like a a key. Um, so I guess I, I've I saw comparisons to Revan Jordan. I thought that was insane because Jordan looks like an explosive athlete that has bad has trouble with his hands. Noah Gray to me looked like a fast. T-Rex <laughs> like short hands or they weren't short but it was just like he just didn't look like he was ever going to be a thing um, so to me my ultimate conclusion was how do you pay a salary for a guy that's going to take three years to develop it's, it ended up being in a very similar place as Tommy Tremble but I actually I like Tremble more yeah um that to me is like an athlete that I'm willing, maybe willing to see how he pans out. I I, I just don't think you're going to get that with Noah Gray. So. so once again, it's funny. We saw completely different things on film, but we ended up at the same spot. Uh, I see him as a streamer at best. And the, re- the here's the streaming reason again, that I did see a couple of plays where he caught uh, some long passes. And I think one or both of them was, was for a touchdown. Um, but it was like the reason he got open, honestly, was like he had run like 15, six yard routes, right? So mm-hmm. the defenders are just all over six that. Six yard routes. Six, six yards, yard six route. yards, six, six yards. Yard and then all of a sudden he would like not break. Like the defenders would start breaking at six yards and right. he would keep going. Oh, now he's finally open. So he might catch a couple of those touchdowns if he's on the field. Um, but, I mean, that, that's just the, the scheme, you know, they're setting that up, but it's not something he's doing necessarily. Yeah, it's right. It's not a skill that he has. It's right. The system maybe has I, set him up for that success. Yeah. I, I, I just not, I got, I got guys I'd rather do coming up. So yeah. let's just talk about, just about, move on. Should we talk about Trey? Yeah. Let's talk about, this is the guy whose name I like a lot too. Trey McKitty. Yeah, it's a fun name. It's a really fun name. He's 22 years old. He played uh, at Florida State for three years, then transferred to Georgia last year. Six foot four, 247 pounds. Um, Sean, I see your note that he has 11 inch hands. He's got big hands. He's what got do, huge mitts. What do big hands smell like? <laughs> His little <laughs> hands smell like garbage. Yeah. I think big hands. Uh, what would they? What would they? I don't know. I, I, I'll think about it. You think about that. I, I, my gut feeling is like some kind of meat. I was gonna. Oh yeah, because like meat hooks, right? Is that what they call big hands? They're like meat they, hooks. Yeah, that's not. Maybe that's subtly what's going on in my brain. But smells like hamburger. That sounds really He's terrible. Got huge hands <laughs> smell like, like hamburger. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I feel like uh, maybe the the joke was about. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> where where what part of the world someone lives in. Um, so he did really well at the Senior Bowl. Um, he he never really did. Um, his he never he never broke out. Another guy that never broke out. 
uh, also low dominator rating. He he just never really produced in college, um, but he looked really nice in the senior bowl. And one of the things that he did is like consistently in practice, and I think even in the game itself, like would make one handed catches. Yeah, he did make one in the game. Um, and well, and, and sh- they, they're effortless. Just yeah. effort. And if you got eleven inch meat hooks. You can make those catches, but I did. I I really thought he had soft hands. Um, so he actually was. It was interesting how he was used at Florida State because they were they were trusting him with tight end screens and shovel passes. That's that's those are kind of like a guy that you know. If, if I'm an offensive coordinator, like, it's like those are plays that you're going to call to get the ball in the hands of people that you think are going to make a difference for you. And um, so I, I felt like that was a thing where, where there was a certain amount of excitement by the offensive coordinator and what he could do. The numbers didn't end up panning out, right? But they had Tamari and Terry and Cam Akers and maybe, and they had really, really kind of poor quarterback play. I mean, that team overall was kind of a, a hot mess. So, um, I thought he was a solid blocker. Not that so he can get on the field. He um, he he can play H back. Um, a big thing for me though is is the hands. I thought, and I also thought when he he finishes runs, like he he's physical. He's powerful. He looks powerful too. Yeah, like he he's gonna he will run some people over. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really good after the catch. So I don't know negatives. I thought I thought I saw nice. Really nice hands, but he did struggle with low balls. Poor guy. Yeah, sounds terrible. It's just... I think they have medicine for that now, but I don't know. <laughs> There's no medicine. <laughs> There's no medicine for that. If you have a hard time with low balls, uh, no, because uh, I have a prescription for. But it's not. It's not internal. It's you know. For... <laughs> I'm gonna stop. Are you? I'm gonna get... <laughs> All right. All right. So okay, we're we're we somehow reverted to being thirteen-year-old boys here. That's right. So I I like him, but like if I'm going to pick one of these late round picks, I'm going to choose him over Tommy Tremble. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. I um, they they're similar to me, not necessarily in their play, but in in the fact that I see them as guys with a ceiling, and um, so that's interesting. I'll have to figure out. I did not compare them in terms of ranking but that's i'll, I'll give i some just like I, I liked what i saw i liked how even though for neither one of them the production was there but i, right. I definitely saw i thought you can do more with a guy a bigger body guy like mckitty yeah but um but I, I don't know that i ever see him being like a team's starting number one tight end yeah he's a guy you know with the draft coming up here he's a guy i'm gonna look for where he's drafted uh, if he's kind of surprisingly, if he gets surprising draft capital yep. and ends up on a team that needs a tight end, um, I'm going to be interested in him. I agree. Yeah. But I'm not going to be as interested as, as much as I am in Kenny Yaboa. This, okay. is, this, this is a guy that I'm excited to talk on about. On to Kenny Yaboa. He is 22 years old, played for Old Miss last year. He was at Temple the four years before that. Uh, six foot four, two hundred fifty pounds. Um, I I liked uh, I liked Yaboa too. I don't know who wants to lead this one, Sean. Well, we want to take it. I'll start here. Um, 
so he was a converted high school wide receiver, and I think you can see that. And it's also worth noting that his his college yards per reception was almost twenty yards a catch, mm. which is like ninety eighth percentile. And I, what I was surprised at is it's not all deep passes. Sometimes it, it, it it's it's short passes that he is busting deep. So uh, it's both. Yeah. So he's got he's got a lot of speed. To, I think, to catch those deep ones. Yeah, he just looks like when he gets going, like, you know, tight ends look different than wide receivers. So they take a, sometimes they take a little longer to get mm-hmm. going. But when he gets going, man, he he looks like he is really going. And um, I thought he's got he's got good size. I mean, he's got NFL number one tight end size. Um, I saw him play in line and age back. Uh, yep. I, I think he is long, like he's tall, but he plays that way too. Um, I, I didn't see tremendous route running. They all seemed pretty simple. He, he, one trick that he did do effectively was that he'd vary his speed. So I saw him running one speed and then, then, and then accelerate, um, to beat guys. Uh, I thought his hands were good. Um, I was really into his hands. He does have good hands. Yeah. Yeah. He had one drop that I would say was bad in the game against Auburn I watched I watched a surprisingly large number of uh games for this guy um uh I, I to me he looked like a good blocker I don't know what do you think think about that to me it seemed like I, I thought he was he looked great sometimes um I thought honestly he was like pancaking guys he was he was driving guys back on runs he was maintaining like a good pass block for mm-hmm. for a long time then and other plays, I would see him just be completely out of position, or he oftentimes had to block, like come down the line and like mm-hmm. pick up a guy on the other like side, a kick block, yeah, yep. And he would have trouble finding the guy, so he just would be completely out of position and just olay the guy. Mm. So I saw both sides of it. Yeah, I I definitely saw some of that stuff. I do feel like when you sit and look at. Tedden's unique in the fantasy world because we actually spend time looking at, at blocking a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's uh, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, how much is this guy winning versus losing? And when they lose, do they lose badly? Like the guy gets right around him, right? And when he lost, that's what I felt like happened. It right, was like, but I do feel his like guy I, would make the tackle. But I feel like I saw that with with all of them. Like, yeah. except for Fryermuth, who I really felt like he never just got straight up smoked, right? Like he, he, even if he lost, it was a, it was a, it was like a war of attrition or something. Okay. The guy eventually Would got get past through. him. Yeah, but, you... but whereas I, I definitely thought with Yaboa, there was a little more gamble there, but I still thought he was maybe the second best blocker in the class. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, the ones where he looks good, he looks really good. So if it's like a coaching thing or it's just an easier, like those blocks he missed were hard. Like when you're coming down the line and you have to try to find the guy you're supposed to block, that's a difficult assignment. Right, right. I I agree. So he basically did not very much at Temple. Um, He transferred to Old Miss. And then I really was blown away by, by the first set of games when he first comes to Old Miss because he basically was averaging over 100 yards and a touch. Um, he had five catches for 91 yards versus Florida and a touchdown, uh, three for 83 versus Kentucky. 
Uh, seven for 181 and two versus Alabama. That was a record-setting performance for an old Miss tight end. Was it? Yep. The best ever, huh? Best ever against Alabama. Against Alabama. So that's the he looks so good in that he game. He looks super good. Um, and then he comes back and what? He doesn't. <laughs> the next, does, yeah, it, the next week they played. Um, what was it? Arkansas, and he got. He didn't get a target. Well, he they didn't even put the game. And so you and I were like sending messages back and forth because you're like, how did he get like nothing? And I'm like, oh, he didn't play because he wasn't even he had he had he got shut off the stats. She's so bad that they didn't even put the game in his profile on uh, on the site I was using for stats. So and pro, pro, or a sport reference. Or yeah, something like yeah, that. yeah. I like that one. But too. It's uh, but yeah, they had nothing there, and so we, you know, you actually sent me a video of him blocking the entire game, <laughs> and you watched every one of I those watched, blocks. Yep, I watched all thirteen minutes of that game, and he blocked on every play. No, he went out for some, but never was targeted. Never yeah, targeted, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he also had a, that nice game against Auburn, and then he kind of faded. But I started looking at why he faded. And honestly, it's literally because Elijah Moore had 200 yards receiving like all of those games. He just blew up. Like Elijah Moore, basically, I don't think I fully realized that the stats that we were talking about for him were in like eight games. Like it's really remarkable what that so guy could do. Disregard our commentary on Elijah Moore. Well, no, I mean, I think we said good things about him for sure. <laughs> I just, I, I think that uh, I mean, it's I ha- even better now though. I, I just like, I just think like, it's like absorbed. I absorbed another thing, uh, part of it. And I just think that that's really important to remember that it wasn't just, he, he put up good numbers at the end of the year. When you see these guys who get a thousand yards and in, or, you know, in 12 games, it's, it's nice when you get 1200 yards in eight games, that's crazy. Right. Um, anyway, back to, <laughs> back to Yaboa. Back to Kenny Yaboa. I just, I, he reminds me a lot of Jared Cook, a, a guy who's like a, a big athlete who can win downfield mm-hmm. and, and so he is some, I think he might be a project, but he's a guy that I'm really excited. And like, if I'm going to pick a late round tight end, that's the guy I'm going to pick. I, I don't disagree. I really like him a lot. I think his ceiling is you like high. Him more than tremble. I do. I think, um, I, I would, yeah, I would say I do like him better than tremble right now. Cause for me, they're not close. Like yeah. for me, it's a, it's a full round earlier for a guy like you, but I just, sure. I still don't know if I'd take him in a three round rookie draft cause, cause he might be a project, but mm-hmm. I just think he is a guy like I could see him being a top five tight end in the league. Yeah. He's got it. I, I that Alabama game where he set records or a record, right. Uh, he made some really nice catches. Like he was like going down the middle of the field at top speed. The mm-hmm. quarterback put it slightly behind him. He like just adjusted, turned his body to make the catch, continued going around in that direction. Didn't lose any speed, headed up field for a touchdown. It was a beautiful play. Um, and he makes lots of contested catches. He catches in traffic. He's really tough to take down after he catches a ball. So I just saw really good things. Yeah, I like him. Yep. Go get him. Yes. All right. On to our last tight end, Quentin Morris. Played for Bowling Green. He's 22 years old, six foot two, 243 pounds. Yeah, he had, and he had, uh, you know, he played for Bowling Green, but he had some pretty nice stats. He had good production. Um, basically, he was getting um, 
five, 600 yards. Uh, he'd only played five games this last year, but basically he's on pace for three years of basically getting five, five or 600 yards in a regular college season. And scoring touchdowns. Like he had 11 yeah. touchdowns over those two seasons, which right. it's decent. Yeah, that's pretty good. And um, his target share was increasing. So I, I just, and he had, he basically had um, a really great pro day. So that's kind of how he got on my radar because I don't follow Bowling Green football. Right. Um, I, it, just FYI, like I found a pretty reliable source that his forty was a four five eight um, player profiler. Would you, if you look there, it says four seven one. I found that their forty times have not been terribly accurate this year. Um, so a lot of what you're looking at in terms of metrics, I think, is going to be off if you're looking at that. Um, he, uh, he's a big guy. He's a big dude and he's like a thick dude. And I'm going to yes. say thick is T H I C C. Right. Oh, what thick. is that? Is that like, that's uh, slang. Okay. Young, young people are all saying that. Oh, okay. The kids <laughs> these usually, days. Yeah. <laughs> usually, usually about, about ladies. Anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah. Ask your kids okay. what, what thick means. It's okay. going to be different than what you think it means. All right. Um, so I just, to me, he's like if you like a sparky guy. When I say spark, like spark score guy, mm-hmm. like Gasicki, and you can't like get Pitts, who's also like blows the doors off on on spark score. Like he's like your discount guy. Um, I thought he decent routes, especially for like a big dude like that, um, and especially because he seemed to win on shorter routes because people knew that he had deep speed. Um. I thought his hands were average. Um, yeah, I I had him down as a really good blocker. I think you don't, but I'm also started thinking about it. I mean, like, like it's Bowling Green. Like, who, like, is he is he successfully blocking you know guys in in the the Big Ten and the SEC? Sure. Yeah, I just saw him. he was another guy that I saw that was kind of inconsistent, and and a lot of it had to do with being out of position not necessarily executing a block like i saw him make some nice blocks but just there were times when he just wasn't in the right spot to to stop and you played tight end in high school so maybe maybe you're kind of the tight end guy here um i i don't see him as being worth a pick in a franchise league i think again it's one of these guys that i think too many things have to line up um, I think he, um, I, I don't dislike him as much as some, I like him more than Hunter Long. Um, and I, 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 I don't like him as much as Trey McKitty. So he's a guy that I would kind of put in the group of Trey McKitty and I would rather have Trey McKitty maybe just because I saw. The, maybe maybe I see more potential in the eleven inch mitts, you mm-hmm. know. I don't know, and and I saw soft, really clearly soft hands out of McKitty, and and I didn't see those hands were fine. But yeah, I didn't they, see anything special. I just had a question. Yeah, I wrote hands with a question mark. Like he he did drop some. Some of them were really difficult catches to make, but right, I didn't. You see... You want to catch some of those at least. Yeah, and I the note I took was, you know, they were difficult catches, but big time players make big time plays, right? Right. So he, I wanted him to, and you should I be able to, to make, you should be able to make, make those big time plays, uh, playing for Bowling Green. Like I just feel like, like you when you have a lower level competition, 
you you should really be leaping off the page. Like Jared right. Patterson, running back, like he played for Buffalo, right? But like you know, he's getting eight touchdowns in a game, right? Right. I I don't love Jared Patterson, but I can see he's dominating. He's dominating competition. inferior competition, and I and I thought, yeah, he did fine against inferior competition, but like he didn't he didn't dominate, and I thought he probably should have. Yeah, I'm just my biggest concern for uh, for Morris is just getting on the field uh, with if he is an inconsistent blocker. I don't see him as a guy that has enough skill in the other areas to and be he's on not the huge. field. That's the thing is he's he's not big and and I, if he's if you're going to be six two two forty and play tight end in the NFL, you got to be a really good receiver. And I just um, he's thick. You'd think that he would be bigger i guess I, i'm i'm I honestly i'm a little surprised at his height weight measurements because he looked bigger than that to me but but that's ultimately it's like all down in his stumps like his legs look huge to me <laughs> but maybe, so maybe his upper body is just a, not super big or something yeah well that's possible so he's you know good base you know for be be a good blocker that way i don't know um i i Late round, late, 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 late round guy. I don't, I don't hate him. There's some guys, especially when you get the wide receiver department, that are just like, this is a guy that I would never You're want like, on my I'm team. not drafting him. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like, if you need a tight end and you have a really deep league, then you could consider Quentin Morris. But I just, it would be, we're talking sixth round for me. All right, Sean, that's uh, that's it. We we made it through. We're gonna do this diamond in the rough. Episode. Yeah, we got we got surprisingly large number of people that we can talk about, but I think when when the draft comes around, like some of those guys are going to kind of we might not not need to talk about them. You know, True. some of these guys are like see what happens. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Those some of those are are, are guys that you know, like they're guys that I'm going to like even if they don't get drafted. I'm going to like Kay Johnson even if he doesn't get drafted. Yeah. Um, but uh, some of those guys, it, it's going to be hmm, you know. If if Racy McMath doesn't get drafted, like, do we need to talk about him? Probably not. I just love it. He also joins the he's, love his he's, name ranks. He's he's in as he's I've in mentioned the top before. top tier for names. Yes, so bottom yeah, tier for wide receivers. Outside of that, though, we've 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 made it through our we've made it through our rookie uh, profiles here. That was really fun. It was it was good, and and I feel like uh, I feel um, like I feel like we've we've broken down a lot of players and I think that we've done a, a pretty good job of it. So I'm, we'll hope, see. I'm hoping people are listening. Yeah. Uh, we're actually going to do something a little bit unusual this week. We're going to release a second episode, um, probably in a, a day or two. Uh, we'll release a NFL draft watching guide or kind of an, a, a, an accompaniment to the draft. Right. Yeah. Like what if you're, things if you're to excited look for. About, if you're as excited about looking at watching the draft as we are, you know, there's some things to, to look for and uh, uh, I mean there's a lot of guys that, that do this kind of thing but you know we're coming at it from a little bit of a fantasy perspective so, yeah. so uh, look for that in the next day or two uh, and uh, until then bye bye thank you for listening to another episode of Steel join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod 